Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. So, Sahar Habibi, here, like, during one of your visits to Chicago. Thank you so much for coming up. I love Thanks it. Thanks for having me. So, we got to start with this, that you were one of my students at Columbia. I was. Maybe two years ago or so? Yep. Yeah. I think exactly two years ago. Yeah, because it was a spring semester, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always, I always have a really, like, I have a fondness for when I get to have a student come up. Not that you're a student, but somebody who yeah. I had as a student in my class right. who has now gone on to actually activate their professional journey, mm-hmm. and I get to sit down with them as a peer and be like, tell me about this. So that's really <laughs> exciting, and I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here as well. Yeah. So let's talk about the cool work you're doing. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that you've been able to involve yourself with selection, which is mm-hmm. a huge deal, but you know, we always start at the beginning. Like, How did you discover that you were going to be an artist, that you wanted to work in music or any of these kind of things? Where did that start for you? Um, well, I've always been, like, really obsessed with music, like, growing up. Um, and But it didn't, like, spark the idea that I wanted to, like, work within music until probably, like, eighth grade. And I was going to, like, so many concerts, so many shows, and just, like, if I had an opportunity to talk to someone, whether it was, like, an agent or manager, I'd be, like how can I do this? Like, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I just want to be in music, like, around the scene and stuff. You just knew you wanted to be in yeah. it. Well, you know what? That I'm not surprised to hear that because even <laughs> in my class, I remember you hustling to give people flyers, promoting oh, yeah, shows. Oh, that's so right. But it's mm, like, that's, that's right. the kind of thing, especially at Columbia, that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to be, like, hustling while you're in school, yeah. building your network from your peers. Like, uh, let's talk about Columbia for a second. Okay. And, like, how was that experience for you? And you don't have to answer any certain way because I teach there, but like, <laughs> but how was, uh, you know, did Columbia impact your journey or like, how was that? Yeah, well, um, I was a transfer, so I only went to Columbia for two years. Okay. So it was, um, that was like my big step to like actually get into music because I'm originally from Indiana. And so, and when I was going to school earlier, I wasn't like studying music specifically. Right. So um, that was like my big major step was change like moving to Chicago to like get internships or just like dabble my way into the music industry and study music business at Columbia and then um it's actually like where I took my DJ class and how I learned how to DJ was that with Zebo? um he was my second semester okay yeah All right. Zebo told me like everything he was like he was the best DJ professor ever. So <laughs> and only yeah. at Columbia do you have a DJ. I know, professor. right? Only at Columbia can you have a DJ class. I feel like yeah, and like still like learn the business way and anything else you want to learn. So that was super cool. So you get to Chicago mm-hmm. and like you just hit the ground running. It sounds like pretty much, yeah. yeah. I was um, going to shows by myself and just like meeting people because I didn't know anyone. So I was like, all right, these are like the shows that I wanted to come and see, and it's happening, and I don't know anyone, so I'm just gonna go enjoy it. But I love that. I love that initiative. Like, yeah. was it intim- – like, there's – I'm a grown man, and there's days where I do not want to go to things by myself. So I'm like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, no one's going to talk to me. <laughs> like, you know, just like a fucking baby. But it's like, was it ever daunting to, like, go and just be in a city where you don't know anybody mm-hmm. and take all that initiative and just literally, like, build this thing from scratch? Yeah, pretty much. Like, sometimes I would try to, like – drag on my roommate that I like just met and like she doesn't know like who these artists are but I do 
And I'm like, I promise it's gonna be good, just come. And sometimes it was a win, sometimes it was a fail. But regardless, I was like, I have to go and do what I gotta do to get to what I wanna get and see, so. No, and it, and it happened. So you mm-hmm. graduated when? Uh, last May. Okay, so May 16th. Yep. You're involved with Selection. I'm gonna let you describe your role, but how did that start? Because Selection, is a huge deal, yeah. obviously. Like, people know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're an enormous collective in terms of, like, their impact and right. their presence and their influence. So it's, I can't imagine that it's an easy thing to connect with them. So how did you make that happen? It's funny because um, going back to me, going to things by myself again, um, I was, like, when selection artists would come to Chicago, I went to some shows by myself. Um, I didn't really get to connect with them, but it was... Uh, that semester, South by from Columbia. Okay. And I was going to a showcase by myself, walking the streets of South by, and I ran into Andre Power, who is a co-founder slash DJ of Selection. And I like looked up and I'm like, oh, you're Andre Power. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> Love y'all. Mess with the movement. And it was um, a boiler room, and I've never been to a boiler room, but so I was like super excited to experience that and. Um, Kate Trinata was playing and I know his manager so he put me on the list and Andre was having trouble getting in and I was like yo I have a plus one you know so you were the plug for selection man I was like "Uh, you can just roll with me just figure out how the rest of the crew gets in and I just met a lot of them there and went to the selection showcase at South By by myself and connected more with them then and when they came to Chicago like the plant was like already or the seed is already planted. There we go. Next time I feel <laughs> like too shook to go out by myself, I'm gonna listen to this interview and be yes. like, "Hey, get over it. Get over it." Um, but you never like, know who you'll run into. For real. Well, it's like what I think is so great about your story is that you had all your preparation and like in place. Mm-hmm. Like you did all your groundwork, you did all your research, you knew who everyone was, you were hungry, you were ambitious. And this is literally the elevator pitch scenario that they talk yeah. about at Columbia. <laughs> and it's like the second you ran into the person who could, you know, that you wanted to connect with, you yeah. were ready. Yeah. Like you were like, okay, I know who you are. I know what I need to say. And here's what we're going to do. Yeah. You weren't shook. No, I was excited. <laughs> so, okay. So talk about what you do with selection now that you've been able to connect with them. Yeah. Um, so for... The first year I was with them, um, I was Joe K's radio assistant. Mm-hmm. So just this past June was the one-year anniversary of when Beats One and Apple Music right. launched. And at that point is when Joe reached out to me because he knew that I wanted to work with them. And um, he was like trying to catch up, see what I'm up to, and was like... Um, Selection got invited to be on Beats One Apple Music, Which and we're gonna need huge. some help. So I was like, "Say no more, fam. I'm there. What do you need me <laughs> to do? Build. Let's build." <laughs> <laughs> and so for the first year, I was his radio assistant, just um, handling all the back end business between Selection and Beats One. And then um, he hired me on once I graduated as his like executive personal assistant. So I've been doing that and just handling stuff with like selection, whatever needs to be like handled and helped with. Um, I'm there basically. So, so it's a, dabbling into a lot of different things. But that's amazing. That's an incredible story. And it's kind of a one in a million story, yeah. you know, but what have you learned from this really incredible opportunity that like is rarefied air? Yeah. Not many people get to work with selection. 
I would imagine fewer, especially right out of college, fewer mm-hmm. people get to work with selection at Apple Music beats yeah. one. So what, what's that been like and what have you learned from that? Um, it's been a crazy experience. I know like you can like learn so much in school or people tell you this and that, but I don't think like you really get a learning experience unless you're like actually in it. Yeah. And like, I mean, you see like the background of like everything. Um, me being like Joe's assistant specifically, like everything that he's dealing with, like I'm overseeing. So like his offers, advancements, um, like even learning about like another country, like, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, everything that goes into it and the business side of it, like we have only five people on management. And so we're like all like very close. Like it's almost like, Selection is, like, our group project, and we're all, like, working towards it, even though we have specific, like, goals or, like, areas that we handle. But, like, we're always all talking to each other. Like, we all have, like, a really great close relationship. And so it's, like, almost learning, like, every side of, like, what everyone is handling. But that's, so, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible experience. And it's probably not, like, a group project in the sense that everybody's actually <laughs> doing what they need to do. Right. <laughs> it's not like someone's, like, actually being lazy. We're actually, like, putting in work to make the group project happen. Instead so. of one person being yeah. like, I guess all right, I'll do I all the rest. It. Yeah. Um, that's incredible, though. Like, that's such invaluable experience. So yeah. you're getting this experience, at, like, right out of college. You're working with, ex- with selection. Like, what's your kind of goal with that? Because I know that you DJ, and mm-hmm. we should have mentioned that earlier, but, like, are you looking to become a selection DJ or, like, or I guess kind of what's the... Like, what's the best case? Or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like I get that question a lot. Like, what is a goal? But I know everyone has, like, certain goals. Of course, being a selection DJ, like, would be one of them. But, like, goals change as you go. And I don't I just like to kind of go with the flow and see, like, where best fits me or what do I want to do next. Like, I'm, I've always had ideas of, like, starting events personally, like, somewhere in Chicago. I think that's a natural for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and you, so let's talk about the DJing thing. Like, how mm-hmm. long have you been DJing? Um, I started learning about two years ago. Really? So around two years I've been DJing for. But I feel like your DJ work has, like, it's picked up. Like, yeah. And people really recognize it. And I would not have guessed that it's only been two years. Like, you yeah. just played the Metro last night, correct? Yeah, for the yeah. dream. And that's... That's a huge thing. Yeah. Metro in and excited. of itself is like kind of a badge of honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, did you have a lot of like hometown friends there? Um, I had one who came in to visit, but yeah, because I'm originally from Indiana. So, so I guess I shouldn't I say got... hometown. Maybe like some like Columbia. Yeah. Um, actually, my friend Justin Mackey, he went to Columbia. Do you know? I don't know if you know him, but. I, I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, yeah, a lot of people came out last night, and it was a good turnout. I've never played at the Metro, so I was excited to have that experience. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, where else have you played as a DJ? Um, Chicago, specifically, I played. Or anywhere. Oh, God. Well, uh, <laughs> Chicago, I played, uh, like, Chop Shop, Double Door, Concord, East Room. East Room. Well, East Room's like... I'm just kidding. I just had to throw that in there and represent East Room. You know what but, I love is like, and you know, I'm, I'm an old. Yeah. So like, but every student I like hear them talking in school or like see them on social media or whatever, Columbia, like East Room is this generation, your generation's yeah. like spot. No, yeah. Spot. Everyone like, loves East Room. It used to be Wicker Park and there used to be nightclubs in Wicker Park that people would go to. And mm-hmm. for your generation, not so much, but East Room is like yeah. ground zero for that. Yeah. 
So I just think that's wild. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> every every once in a while, a friend of mine will like drag me to Eastern. They're like, oh, like I know this DJ that's playing. I'm like, okay. And then I'm there, and I'm like, look, I'm just too old to be here. <laughs> Everybody who's here is no, in my you're classes. Not. <laughs> Everyone's okay. That could be true. <laughs> um, so you're DJing, you're working with selection, and you're spending your like you're dividing your time between Chicago and LA. Yeah, I'm in Chicago. I'm Chicago based, but every every now and then I like to make my way to LA because they're LA based. Sure. So it's like super productive and fun, a nice little getaway. Come back, get some Warm. work done, right? So it's, I mean, I know Kevin and I were just kind of like dogging the coast a minute ago, but <laughs> hey, there's nothing against me. So, <laughs> but you're young and, and you're getting great experience out there, which I think is invaluable. So, like, mm-hmm. what have been some of the benefits of being kind of like based in two cities, Chicago and LA? Like, how does that help you? Um, it's a nice equal balance, I think. Yeah. You know, like, I go there, it's like, they're on, like, a fast-paced, like, movement. Like, you feel obligated to, like, either go out to so many things or see so many people because you're not there. And then you go back home, and then, like, you just have, like, your daily schedule. You're, like, back on focus. Like, okay, what are my goals? What are my plans? How do I execute this? Let's work, let's work, let's work. Let's chill. Like, so it's, I think it's a nice balance. And for the weather, too, like... Chicago weather's like it's nice to get a little escape from there. Yeah, although it was seventy degrees here the other day. I know I made it just in time. <laughs> it's funny because every time I go to LA, it rains. I don't know why, but every single time I go to LA, it rains. Well, that's good though. It needs that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they say. But I'm like, but I don't need that. That's great for you guys, but I'm good. Do you see yourself being based out of LA or Chicago, or are you just kind of like taking the future as it comes? Yeah, I'm. I'm always like, oh, I want to move to L.A. And then I'm like, no, but I love Chicago. So I'm just like being by coastal for now and just having fun with it and going with the flow. We'll see. But I think that's great. I love that yeah. you're building in two markets. I think that's really, especially at a younger age, like yeah. being just out of college, like that's really invaluable because you have like two communities that you can like connect with and, and yeah. build opportunities with. Absolutely. Um, for anybody who's watching, listening later on, like, especially like on the younger end or maybe who's still in college, like, mm-hmm. and then looking at you as somebody, and I don't mean, I hope when I say like younger, I don't sound derivative. No, or, like, yeah, you're good. Or derogatory. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't mean it as any kind of slight. I mean, that it's like you got out of college and you hit the ground running. Right. So for anybody who's on that younger end, like college age, and they're looking at you and thinking like, oh my God, I want to, I want to get to that level. I want to mm-hmm. hustle like that. What advice would you give? Um... I would just say, like, meet as many people as you can, like, stay connected, like, even though someone might be doing something at the time, everyone grows into something, like, super amazing, whether, whatever subject it is, you never know who might have the plug to something, but, yeah, I think connections are very key, and just, um, I would say don't compare yourself to others. That's so key. I tell my students that all the time. I think it's so easy to go on Instagram and see, like, oh, God, that person's doing so much better. And this is what I tell them. I go, nobody Instagrams themselves Mm -hmm. cleaning their cat litter. Like, they're only, like, balling at the Bellagio (laughs) in Vegas. You know, not, like, picking up my luggage after a layover. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's one thing I learned and had to, like, keep telling myself and really, like, push that, like, in my head is don't compare yourself to others because no one's paths are are the same. Absolutely. And no one, like, grew up the same. No one did this or that the same. So, like, just move at your own pace and, like, it'll come as you go. I think that's really exciting and inspiring. I want to plant a seed of an idea, and maybe you've thought about this, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because you're gaining so much great experience so early on Mm -hmm. and you're going to continue to obviously develop and gain, I think that you should look at not, you know, full-time, because you're probably going to be, like, 
too busy doing incredible things to do full time. But like, look at teaching at some point down the line. Yeah, I've actually like always wanted to be a teacher. I think you would be an incredible teacher, and Thanks. I think you've got great experience that you can draw from, mm-hmm. and a great relatability. And I think that like that was something I always kind of had in the back of my head. Like, hey, when yeah. I hit like thirty or so, <laughs> like, and there's not an age, but like, think about that like down the line. I think yeah. that you have so much you could offer a younger generation in terms of like just teaching them hustle. Yeah. You know? Well, thanks. No, absolutely. I appreciate it. That's great. Well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> you know, like anyone who's just heard the story you told, it's like it's yeah. clear that you have that hustle. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad we got to do this. Same. I uh, And I say this to everybody and I mean it. It's like the mic is on. Let's keep this conversation going as yeah, we have absolutely. new projects. And especially any of my former students, man. It's like, it's all <laughs> love. It's always open for you guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, Sahar, Habibi, uh, people can follow you on Twitter. What's the uh, handle? Um, it's Sass, S-A-S, Habibi. Okay. So it's funny because my nickname back in high school was Sassy. Nice. So when I made it back in high school, I was just like, Sass Habibi. But people call me Sasha. I'm like, I'll accept whatever. Yeah. At this point. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Um, follow you there. Find out about your DJ sets. Find out about everything you're doing. And I love it, man. This is exciting. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, I love this cheering. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.